I'll be real. Most of my life, I've really sucked at relationships. In fact, some years ago, I went through a divorce. Now, you may be asking yourself, why am I getting relationship advice from some dude who's been divorced? And that's a good question, but stick with me and I'll explain. Welcome to the Healthy Relationship Secrets for Parents podcast, saving your relationship from parenthood. So the question is, how can we be great parents and have an amazing relationship at the same time? That's the question, and this podcast will provide the answers. I'll be real. Most of my life, I've really sucked at relationships. In fact, some years ago, I went through a divorce. Now, you may be asking yourself, why am I getting relationship advice from some dude who's been divorced? And that's a good question, but stick with me and I'll explain. I want to share a glimpse of my life, a snippet, if you will, of my life near the end of my first marriage. So here goes. I left our condo infuriated and drove to my parents' house after what was our last big fight while together although I didn't know it at the time. Not only was I really angry, but underneath that I was defeated, hopeless, and sad. Over the years, my ex-wife and I became experts at pushing each other's buttons, experts at twisting the knife, so to speak. When I would arrive at my parents' house after our big fights, it was a refuge, but it also sparked feelings of failure and shame. I was in my early 30s at the time, and not only was my marriage falling to pieces, but I couldn't even afford a hotel room to grieve in private. And I blamed that on choosing to be a social worker initially. Lying in my childhood bedroom that night, it became clear to me that divorce was the best option. We were so misunderstood by each other, we kept hurting each other, and we didn't know how to fix it. I wondered how we got to this point. We'd started off so strong. We traveled well together, had similar interests, and had an amazing wedding full of dancing and joy. But I also knew that by this time, I was emotionally checked out. I was done. For any relationship, this is not a good place to be. Like many couples, we made some gestures towards saving the relationship. Among other things, we went to marriage counseling, and I'll share some of that experience um, in, a, in a sec. But suffice to say for now, the turmoil, confusion, and hurt I experienced has strongly motivated me to be a better partner in the future and work actively on subsequent relationships. It's also been the fuel to help other couples create the relationship that they want. In part because of my relationship difficulties, I chose to spend a great deal of effort, time, and money in training to help people have healthy relationships. And cool side product, in doing so, I began to understand how to develop harmony and ease in my own relationship. And now I'm happily married. My wife Jessica and I have been together for over 10 years and married for six, and we have two young daughters. But as I mentioned, my ex-wife and I went to couples counseling. I want to share a little bit about that experience, and maybe you can relate, maybe not. 
So our first counselor did very little for us. In fact, I felt sorry for them because we were such a shit show, pardon my French. And I think we actually scared them. I remember in one session, my ex-wife was very mad at me and I didn't know how to respond. I looked at the counselor as if saying, I don't know what to do here. But the counselor had a scared look on their face too, as if looking back at me and saying, I don't know what to do either, Jason. And so, unfortunately, that experience was not helpful. We were left with no tools, roadmap, or even knowledge about how we were wired and what we needed. Almost a year later, we saw our second counselor, and this one was different. They knew what they were doing and had control of the sessions. However, we would sporadically set up appointments and we weren't able to gain sufficient traction. We'd be good for a bit, and then we would regress, and our arguments got worse. This was the beginning of the end for me, as this was the time I was emotionally checking out of the marriage. Then we divorced. A few months after our divorce, obviously, I was depressed, sad, hurt, as I mentioned. And during this time, I reached out to our last counselor. I asked them what they did to effectively work with couples. And I wanted to understand what went wrong as a means of healing from the divorce. And the counselor said they were trained by this guy named Stan Tacking, who, as it happened, was offering another training the next month. So I was like, cool. I went to the training, even though I couldn't really afford it, And I started to read Stan's books and articles. And basically, I devoured everything that Stan published. And I ended up training with him for two years. And I began to understand what went wrong in my first marriage. You know, I haven't really shared in this podcast yet the idea of attachment theory and how it applies to our adult relationships. So basically, Stan uses a term that he calls island which means more of the avoidant attachment style. And he uses a term he calls wave, which is more of the anxious, ambivalent attachment style. And so in the relationship with my ex-wife, I showed up as the island. I was the avoidant. I was the withdrawler, so to speak. That was my initial instinct. Stress starts coming up. Um, I will slowly start to check out, shut down, and withdraw. And if I get pushed enough, then I'm going to switch on the fight. And my wife, being the wave, her initial sort of reflex was to pursue, sometimes angrily pursue, um, even though if you ask her, she may uh, disagree with that term. And what was the result of that? was often the pursue will be met by my withdrawal. And so we were in a crummy place, to say the least. But the problem is, we never really got a roadmap about how to navigate our reflexes while still being relational. And that's really important. For example, being aware of my reflex to withdrawal, I would have to be aware of that coming up And then be skilled enough, maybe skilled is not the right word, 
but have the motivation to take care of my reflex while still being relational by saying something like, hey, I'm getting a bit overwhelmed and I need to take five minutes, then I'll be back. And then I really need to come back in five minutes. Otherwise, it's not appropriate space. It's not a good tool. And taking this example, my wife, she would need to be aware of her pursuit to sort of get the issue solved or whatever that is, that it is going, that is having the opposite reaction. You know, she's getting the opposite of what she wants, which is shut down by me, but she wants connection. But in a way to be aware of that and say, Hey, I see you're overwhelmed. Um, let's come back in five minutes or for her, maybe not even having that dialogue with me. Okay. Let's take a break. And then for her to take a deep breath or two to get back in that centered state of mind. Those are just some things that we could have done and practiced to, like I said, be aware of our reflex while still being relational. And the thing was, we never really learned that. And so we kind of ended up blaming each other and then bitterness and resentment grew. And obviously, you know what happened. Nevertheless, <laughs> during the time when I would actually start healing from my relationship and training with Stan Tacken, the supervisor told me about this guy named Terry Real, who was also working with couples. And it's crazy because I was already reading one of his books at the time, and the book was called I Don't Want to Talk About It, Overcoming the Secret Legacy of Male Depression. And then, boom. I find my, I found myself doing another two years of training with Terry Real. And his work has been an amazing addition to my previous training. Nevertheless, the thing is, even after all this training, all this work with couples, of, of course, it's my vocation. I love doing it. But I wish I didn't need to do all this stuff to know how to have a healthy relationship. And personally, I got very little guidance on this from my parents or grandparents. I also believe we have a cultural problem of not training individuals, men especially, how to have intimate, long-term relationships. Our culture seems to be infatuated with stories of new romances and love at first sight. I guess infatuated with infatuation, you could say. But what about when the initial excitement wears off? And then that's where the work begins. With that said, the crappy experiences of my divorce has ultimately been a blessing, leading to a deeper understanding of what makes a healthy relationship work. And my own mixed experiences as someone in need of couples counseling and participating in it has motivated to work with couples now more in the context of coaching. That is, we're going to commit to a specific amount of time working together, so it's not sporadic, normally two months. And let's identify both of your goals so they're specific, and let's work towards them. And we can continue to have an ongoing conversation about how we're doing with the goals. But I found that to be more rewarding, and also to yield better results. So also another way of saying, you know, initially sucking at relationships 
has been a blessing because I do love what I do. And hopefully my experience, my study, my training can benefit you as you listen to this podcast. And maybe one day we'll work together. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you like this, I would love for you to give us a review and share this with your friends and family members who could benefit from this information. Thank you so much for listening.